Welcome in to another exciting episode of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. It's our pick you preview edition. As we were off last week, but we're back and ready for action this week as Picune will take the trip down the coast to take on Pascagoula. Should be a great ball game. Picune's going to walk into that matchup coming off of its preseason portion of the year, three and two, and take on a tough Panthers club. Four and one, the Panthers will be. We'll hear from Ricky Whitaker and Coach Sims. We'll have that uh, portion of the podcast, that interview portion. It's one of my favorite uh, parts of the week to be able to hear Slick uh, sit down, be able to pick the brain of the opposing coach, which he'll do on the first portion of this podcast. And then me and Ricky Whitaker will come back. We'll talk about what you heard there from Coach Sims and also more about the Picayune Pascagoula matchup. Dungan Engineering is a unique force in problem solving in the state of Mississippi. They have offices in Brookhaven, Columbia, Picayune, and Macomb. Dungan Engineering has the capability to provide expansive and complex services to state agencies, local governments, utility providers, and national firms. They do this all while preserving the good neighbor attitude that allows them to be active members in the communities they serve. Their motto is service, strength, solutions. It's not just words, not just goals, and not just an outcome. It feels good to buy local. Whether you're supporting your community's small businesses, family-owned restaurants, or Farm Bureau Insurance, the local agents at Farm Bureau Insurance are dedicated to always helping you protect what's important. Farm Bureau Insurance is headquartered right here in Mississippi with local agents in your community. If you're shopping for car, home, or life insurance in the Popleville area, call Kate Amaker at 601-795-4585. Or if you're in the Picayune Carrier area, call Robert Hester, Lane Kazan, or me, Ross Gilbo, at 601-798-2861. And go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau Casualty, Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. Joining us on the podcast today is the head coach of the Pascagoula Panthers, Coach Lewis Sims. Uh, coach Sims is a Moss Point graduate, played football at the U.S. Naval Academy and coached at Magnolia High School, East Central, Moss Point, and even uh, coached at several schools in New York. He's now in his 13th season with the Panthers. Coach, thanks for giving us some time this morning. Hey, thanks for having me on. and Just uh, really, really happy to be talking to you today. We we appreciate it very much. And, Coach, you, you bring back 23 seniors on this team, uh, around half of your starters from a year ago. Um, the non-conference schedule, or as you've called it, I know Coach Stogner calls it the same thing, the preseason, it's over and done now. Uh, what's been your overall assessment of your team through this first part of the season? You know, we we really it's, – it's kind of been a crescendo. It's built up to this point where we're uh, – we learned a lot about ourselves. We had to overcome some adversity from some uh, early injuries, and and uh, had to you know dig into some depth. And uh, had a lot of guys step up and really uh, embrace their roles as leaders and do some things that that we were asking them to do. That they I don't think they were too sure of themselves in the very beginning, but I think they've embraced that. And for us, the, the whole preseason has been about just making sure that that we're able to compete in our region 
and uh, we feel like we're in a we're in a spot where we can compete, and that's all you can ask for as a coach is a is a football club that will go out and they will stay for forty eight minutes to the best of their ability with maniacal effort, and if you do that, then uh, you're pretty happy with your team, and, and that's that's where we are as a coaching staff. We're just really happy with the effort that we're putting forth and the focus, and you know. Uh, that's all we can control. We want to control those controllables. Hey, Coach, I'll ask you uh, to, to share, I guess, for our listeners to give some background on a story that I thought was just really, really neat and just cool. I mean, that's the only word I could find for it was really cool. But the background behind what's became really the foundation of the program, uh, and, and I believe it comes from ties to one of your teammates at the Naval Academy, but the war face mentality. Yes, um, Back in, uh, well, I've got a teammate of mine. He was uh, he was two years older than me. He was a senior when I was a sophomore at Navy. And he eventually went. He was a, a TA at uh, the Navy Prep School, and then he went off into the fleet. And when he was finished, he uh, went to, to coach at the Prep School, and then he got hired to be the head coach at SUNY Maritime in, uh, on Throgs Neck Island, New York. And uh, at the time, he took, he started the team, and uh, I think it was in his fifth or sixth year, they made the playoffs for the first time, Division Three playoffs. And uh, they were getting ready, and he got called to active duty from the Naval Reserves. And so he actually had to miss their, their, their first playoff appearance uh, because he was, he was on active duty in Afghanistan. So... Uh, but uh, Clayton Kendrick Holmes is, is, uh, is his name. And he, uh, so I called him up. I, I read the article about it. I saw the ESPN special. So I got in touch with him and I asked him if we could use it back in 2011. And uh said, sure. So we, we started using that uh, when I came to Pascagoula as our foundational principles. And it's uh, been really good for us. And uh, just very thankful to have uh, connections to somebody like like uh, Coach Holmes, because uh, he uh, he is just a wonderful guy, wonderful family man, just a very uh, faithful guy. He's actually uh, works at West Point now. He had he had uh, one or two of his uh, two of his sons may have uh, are at the Naval Academy or just finished up and graduated there, but he actually coaches football at West Point now. Wow, and and one would guess that you know going to the Naval Academy, of course, Annapolis, Maryland, and and being selected to play football. Football is a part of it, but I think you just hit probably the tip of the iceberg of the other things you learn uh, that you carry with you, uh, being able to play at a program like that. Well, you really learn, uh, you know, to, 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 to depend on your brothers, to depend on each other. Uh, there's a, a faithfulness there in, in that program. And, you know, uh, I think Coach Newberry is doing a fine job, just a fantastic job at, at Annapolis right now with the Navy program. And, you know, I, I hated to see Coach Ken go, but, you know, it's, it's just a unique situation to where everyone is going through the same thing. It, it's comparable to any type of professional school that you go to where there are so many demands on your time that you, you really cherish the time you spend with your brothers and, uh, on the football field in the locker room and, and preparing to be you know, successful on the football field at a high level in Division One football. And uh, the expectations are no less on you, even though you are a student athlete. Uh, you're still expected to be on time. 
to make your grade, to study, to show up to class, to uh, how you know watch, you stand and watch, you do all of those things. So just a very unique perspective. And one of the things we really talk about with our players is, you know, in order for us to be successful, you've got to care about your teammates more than you care about yourself. And that's a that's an awful tough thing to do, especially in a society where the focus has been so individualized lately. Yes, sir. And yeah, the the Warface thing is, like I said, it's just awesome. And I know it was showcased on ESPN, that story of your your teammate and friend back in 2010. And I, I saw a picture, too, from several years back where your team had that, those words in, in place of their last name on the backs of their jersey. So just a really, really cool thing there. Looking at the offensive side uh, of the ball, Coach, your, your junior signal caller, Silas Quarter, um, really jumps out to me his numbers from you know this point of the season from a year ago. If I'm not mistaken, he's already surpassed his touchdown totals, looks more efficient. He's a big kid, can use his feet, uses his arm, but just looks like he's shown a lot of growth uh, from this point of the season, can really compare to the whole body of work last year. I'll ask you to comment on your, your junior quarterback and some of the guys that he has around him on offense. Yeah, Silas has done a really good job. Uh, he and Coach Sisson have worked really, really hard for the last three or four years on on just um, playing the position of quarterback and and being a, a uh, you know being able to run the offense and understanding all the nuances. And with him being his second year starting now, his third year in the same system, I really think that's been good for him to be able to uh, just understand what we're asking him to do. And just to be comfortable in his own skin. And I, I think uh, Ron Brewer, offensive coordinator, Larry Susson, Eric Hollis, Jeremy Cochran all do a really good job offensively of getting those guys to understand what their roles are. And Silas is just an extension of that. You know, he's been really blessed to have some really good receivers around him. Uh, you know, Jacobian May has done a really, really good job for us uh, out, as one of our outside receivers, along with uh, – you know, Duke Darius Carter's done a really good job as a sophomore um, helping out. We had some early injuries to uh, B.J. Barnes. And so with, uh, you know, B.J. was battling to overcome some of those injuries. You know, Duke had to step up and as a sophomore and play, and he's done an admirable job of being able to go out there and execute. Really goes after the deep ball well. But Silas has been able to distribute the ball uh, to all of them and, uh, you know, uh, Corbin Vogel uh, coming in this year and just having a monster year for us. And, you know, he's, he's bigger and faster than you think he is. And he has really good hands. Chris Campbell, I think he's, he's second on the team in receptions right now. Played defensive back for the last two years. Wanted to come over and try to slot. So uh, we had some other guys step up at DB, so we were able to move him over. And he does a really good job catching the ball out of the backfield. And he's just really explosive. And so uh, those guys have done a really, really good job of giving Silas consistent routes to where he knows that when he gets his read, he can deliver the football, and those guys are going to execute. And, Coach, looking at your uh, on the, the defensive side of the ball now, uh, a couple of four-star guys uh, on that side of the ball, your anchor, um, linebacker Jalen Parnell, uh, not-so-little brother of uh, Keenan <laughs> Parnell, who's in Mississippi State. Hard to call him little at 6'1", 225, but – how would you grade the play of your defense uh, through this point of the season and, and maybe some guys that have stepped up that have really went beyond what your expectations were? 
Right, you know, Jalen's the heart and soul of that defense right now. You know, losing Jeffrey Rush earlier in the year was a big blow for us. But when he went down, we had several guys step up. Uh, Wyatt Henderson has done a really good job for us at defensive end, along with Sebastian Ford. You know, Sebastian didn't play for two years. He came back out in the spring. He's been doing a really good job for us. And then, uh, you know, you have uh, Jalen Howard, uh, Jaden Howard. He's doing a really good job inside, along with Isaiah Marshall at the nose guard position. He's done a really good job for us. So we had those guys up front really step up and, and make some plays for us. And that's been big. And, uh, you know, at linebacker, you know, we moved our, our uh, got a sophomore quarterback that's really a good player, really good quarterback, Jared Loper. But at six foot, 230 pounds, you know, we didn't want to waste him on the sideline. And so uh, he's actually a starting inside linebacker next to Jalen. So we, we have a pair of linebackers that are that are big, they're fast, they're physical, and they've really done a good job of getting after it. And then, you know, on the outside, we've had several different players step up. Some, uh, you know, uh, Deshaun Led, a senior, stepped up at outside linebacker along with Antoine Price that have done a really good job for us filling in. And uh, just recently, we got Caleb Ely back, so we're trying to work him back into the rotation. But those guys have done a really good job in the box. But on the back end is where we've probably seen some of our most improvement. And that's Jaden Webb at one corner and Jalen Fournette at the other. Two guys that, that didn't necessarily get a lot of playing time last year really embraced those roles, and they're doing a great job at corner for us. And then we have our returning safety starter, Tylen Wilson. He's a sophomore, covers a lot of ground, and really does a good job for us there. And then the returning starter, senior Jason Payne. Uh, is, is kind of kind of running things from the back there, getting everybody in the right place. And so they've done an excellent job of, of, of covering for each other. Defensively, you know, we tried to simplify the scheme and just allow our guys to go run to the football. They've done a really good job with that. And, Coach, looking at the, your matchup this week against Picayune, I know we're, we're starting district play. Um, Going to be a, a pretty good-looking district overall. All these games count now. It's been a few years since these two teams have played – of course, Pascagoula always a very tough um, stadium to go play a ball game in. And I know you guys have fall break this week, so you've had the opportunity to practice in the morning. Um, how has the early practice factored into your prep and um, getting your kids ready for this week? You know, I, I think they've come in really refreshed. They know that they have all afternoon to take care of any business they need to take care of and enjoy their break. And, you know, last week we were able, we gave them off two days so they could go and travel or do anything they needed to do. And, and uh, you know, trying to, try to make them understand that, that uh, you know, it may be an open week for everyone else, but for the first time in your career, you get to act like a college-slash-pro football player. So we, uh, we come in, we work out, we watch film, we practice, we evaluate the film, and you've got all afternoon to go back and watch film and make corrections and, and really talk to your coaches and, and uh, work from that aspect. So we really used it as an opportunity for you to really dig into the game of football, and that's been, that's been big for us. So, uh, so that's been uh, – I, I think our guys have embraced it. You know, it, it is a change of routine, but it's not a big change because last week we were able to, we were able to, um, you know, kind of get used to what we were doing and what our expectations were. And coach, I'll ask you. I'll go back to the the war face mentality, uh, work, accountability, respect, family, attitude, character, and enthusiasm are the words that make that acronym up. If you were to select one of those, I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, and just say, hey, this this one word would be a focus point 
for my team for the matchup with Picayune, uh, which word would you select? Um, I tell you what, they're all so important when it comes to uh, to playing a, a, a Picayune. But uh, to me, it always comes down to respect. Respect your opponent and respect the game. Respect the opportunity you have to go play uh, play a team that's a two time defending state champion and. Um, Go in there with the utmost respect, understanding that this is your opportunity. And, you know, Picayune hears it every week. Um, everybody brings their A game. Um, so you've got to bring your A game every week. And they've done it. They've done it. They've shown they've been able to do it. Uh, shoot, I, I've been coaching against Picayune since 2004. So uh, I think I've coached against them every single season, sometimes twice a year, except for the last two years. And, um, and so it, it's, uh, we know, we know what to expect from a coach Stogner, uh, picking team. They're going to come in and they're, they're, they, they have a swagger about them. And, uh, but, but we respect them as a team and we also respect the opportunity we get to go play them. Well, coach, we look forward to, to the game. Look forward to meeting you on Friday night, shaking your hand and, and that word respect. We, obviously respect your time and, and value that you give that to us. We don't take that lightly. So, again, I just want to thank you for uh, taking some time to talk with me this morning, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on Friday night. All right. Thank you very much for your time as well, and uh, looking forward to seeing everybody on Friday. Thank you, Coach. Healthy pets, happy people, exceptional medicine, compassionate care. That's our motto at the Animal Health Clinic in Picayune. Located at 500 Kelly Road, we are equipped with the latest veterinary technology and provide a full menu of animal health services, including after-hours emergencies. Dr. Alan Smith invites you to join our clinic family by checking out our website at ahcpicayune.com or calling us at 601-799-1300. Ready for faster internet and better service? Of course you are. And that's exactly what you'll get with Coast Connect. Coast Connect gives you blazing speed for faster downloads, streaming video, gaming, or working from home. And it's backed by top shelf service from local people you know and trust. Why wait? Get the speed you need with the service you deserve. Sign up today at coastconnect.com. Coast Connect, powered by Coast Electric. Around here, the tougher things get, the better we are. Because all around Pearl River County, you'll find people working together. Like your two hospitals, Highland Community and Pearl River County, working together with Forest Health to bring you health care that's coordinated and complete. We're here for you now, and you know we'll be here tomorrow. Highland Community Hospital, Pearl River County Hospital, and Forest Health. Two great hospitals, one incredible health system. Rick, another outstanding job, man. I said it uh, prior to, but that's always such a treat uh, to me. I hope it is to Tide fans, too, to kind of get a look into the mind of the opposing coach. And these coaches have been uh, piggybacking off what you and Dave started. These coaches have been so good to us. I really feel like um, that they're giving us their best in these 15 or 20-minute or intervals. We can't – I'll say how much we appreciate them. We appreciate our staff, the access that they've given us. We really think that it adds to our broadcast to be able to know the kids, know the coaches, and to know the opponent. And Coach Sim certainly continued that trend this week. I, I know you got a kick out of it. He was a pleasure to talk to, Hunslet. He was great, man. And like you said, it's been like that all year. We've gotten 
really good quality time with the coaches, right? It's one thing to just get time, but, man, these guys don't seem rushed. They seem to enjoy it. Um, he was very grateful for us having him on. So I thought that was kind of neat, too. I was like, well, we're actually grateful to have you on. So, yeah. But, yeah, it's it's always fun, man. I enjoy the opportunity to do that. Yeah, I, I got a kick out of, you know, uh, Pascagoula does something uh, pretty unique um, in the fact that they do a, a coaches so, show on the high school level. You can find that on uh, YouTube. It's pretty easy to find. Um, or on Pascagoula, if you search them on uh, Twitter, you can find past episodes. But in their episode, in their bye week, oh boy got out the whiteboard. Yep. Coach Sims had his uh, co-host there. He draws up the power. He draws how he thinks Picune's going to block it and the potential lanes for the tailback. What would you think of that, Slick? Yeah, I mean, it was like a throwback from, like, Lombardi. You get a seal <laughs> here, you get a seal here. He, yeah, he drew it up on the – just didn't have a chalkboard. But, yeah, I thought that was that was something, man. I got a kick out of that. I really did, too. So, let's dive a little bit deeper into this matchup, Slick. I've already said this a couple times. But when you look at Pascagoula, they're 4-1. Their long loss goes uh, – comes to – D'Iverville, they've beaten Moss Point, East Central, and also Gaucher. Picune, as we've said, comes in three and two, comes in. Actually, the bye week kind of removes the sting a bit, but um, not one of Picune's better performance uh, of late, not a vintage Picune performance. Uh, didn't play with a whole lot of joy, um, which was kind of strange. Just a, a strange outing against a really good Ocean Springs team. I, I don't think we need to get that lost any in any way. They were very athletic, super well uh, prepared. But both teams coming in off of a bye. How do you think that kind of plays into this matchup? Slick, both are off a week coming into their first district match. Well, I think it, it, it makes everything a whole lot more serious, right? Because as we've said, and uh, I know Coach Steigner said it multiple times, um, Coach Sim said it again, you know, the preseason, this is all over. Everything counts from here on out. So you really can't have any more misses at this point. You got to hope you've got all that stuff out of your system. And I know that for Pascagoula, you know, there's, they've been practicing, I believe, 730 to 1030 this week because they're out of school on their fall break. Our, ours will be next week. So, I think this is all they're thinking about. You don't have school. You're just able to go in and sit down, get in the film room, and, and, and practice. So I know it's a big game. I think it's really a, a playoff-type game because it's the first district game of the season. You want to get off to a good start in what is probably going to be a pretty decent district. Yeah, I really – when we look at the district slick, I maybe undersold this thing a bit uh, mentally coming into what I thought this district was going to be. Hancock through six ball games, flawless. They're averaging almost 45, 46 points a ball game there in the kill. Is that uh, Coach Lawler, uh, a good friend of mine? Actually, a cool thing. He was Jeff and I's first um, first interview on our first episode of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast was uh, Coach Neil Lawler. He's got them playing phenomenal football. Then we talk about this Pascagoula Club sitting four and one, West Harrison. Coach Patrick has his group 4-1. They're scoring a ton of points. George County now with Deuce Knight back 4-2. They were 4-1 without Deuce Knight. They had gotten off to a tremendous start, uh, took a loss last week against Hattiesburg in a tight overtime uh, ball game. You and I took in some of that uh, radio call. We were texting back and forth in that ball game. Then, of course, you have Picune 3-2. A much improved Long Beach sitting there, two and four. They're they're competitive. They've won those two ball games, and they have a back who's putting up 
a ton of yards. So this has turned into really an explosive region when you look at the offenses through uh, these six teams in this district. You had a neat nugget. I think we'll go right to it, Slick, on the uh, defense for Picayune a year ago compared to where Picayune is uh, defensively as we look at what these six teams, uh, five if you take Picayune out of them, what these offenses will bring the region play. Well, when you look at Picayune's defense uh, and what they were giving up, and I, I took just the playoffs alone because that includes, you know, some really good competition and then including the state championship game. You know, we were giving up under 16 points a game uh, during that playoff run last year. We started the season, and look, I, we've said it a lot, not going to continue to keep saying it, but the talent we brought in, these are all playoff teams. No doubt we've played this year in the non-conference schedule, but we're giving up, you know, 24 points a game on average. So that's a little bit unlike us. We're doing some good things, though. We've we've got four turnovers, uh, four interceptions. Uh, we've, we've got some fumble recoveries. Um, Several, you know, double-digit sacks, a lot of tackles for losses. So we're seeing some of that vintage stuff on defense. But, you know, again, we've just – we've started slow um, every game this year. That first quarter, man, has not been our friend. And I think that's going to be an important thing for us as we go forward to try to make sure we're coming out starting, not getting too much behind the eight ball. Yeah, it was so interesting, right? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we're perched high up uh, in our normal spot to call the ball game, and we hit that big play right off the bat. And Darrell Smith, a 69-yard uh, touchdown run, and we think, boy, we've, we've broken loose of this uh, kind of trend. And that was a misnomer. It was there, and then we kind of stalled um, uh, the rest of the half. And so it has been funny to be such a good good club so talented so well coached and to get off uh to some bad starts this year through five ball games coach sims and his group down in pascagoula that is a tough place to go win a tough place to play they'll try to continue that trend what will they look like uh defensively particularly let's start on the defensive side for pascagoula to try to hold picking down in that first half and get them off to a slow start so I think I think we're going to see a very similar thing. And, you know, you and I always talk about that similar opponent. And, again, I know what Picayune did to D'Iverville. We saw that. Our listeners saw that. And then most listeners probably are aware that D'Iverville uh, put it put that only loss that Pasigula's had on their on their record this year. So I think we'll see a similar defensive formation from them. Now, look, they've got a, uh, some good ones on there. They're missing probably one of their better players, uh, Rush, the big defensive end. He's a four-star guy committed to Ole Miss. He's injured, so having to fill his spot is, has been tough for them. Uh, Coach Sims alluded to guys having to move over and play in different spots. And then Parnell, uh, little brother of uh, Keenan Parnell, who we know that name. He's at Mississippi State now. Another four-star guy, linebacker. They're, they're going to be good, but when you look at what D'Iberville did, D'Iberville rushed for over 300 yards on the ground, and and we saw a D'Iberville team that, that we face and looking at them in preparation – uh, they were throwing the ball 10 times a game or more. They committed to running the football. They only threw it three or four times, and that was it. So they had some success on the ground. So uh, one would think that there's going to be some opportunities for us, but it's still going to be a very stout defense. It is. And from my numbers, you may have something different from you um, from what I have here, Slick, but I think they've caused 13 turnovers. They've taken eight away through the air, and then they've recovered uh, five fumble so this is an opportunistic defense they will take the ball 
away from you. And unfortunately, we've been willing to put it on the ground a bit through uh, the rush game, not through the pass game. We've been remarkable there and, and not having, I don't think, any blemishes there uh, through the passing game. Uh, but through the rush game, we've had a tendency to put it on the turf a bit. If we do that Friday night, the Panthers will take it away. No doubt. They, they definitely will. I think we've, we've lost seven fumbles this year. Um, which is, you know, we, we saw some of that last year too with this group, but ball security is going to be important. And the thing that we've preached about this whole year is the penalties and, and not, not shooting ourselves in the foot, not having a big run taken back. It's just so deflating for the offense, right, to, to do, what, do your job on a play and have, have a play come back for a silly penalty. We just got to try to eliminate that. How big do you think that extra week, if you will, knowing that CD6 is on the shelf for a bit, I think the secret's out there, how big do you think that is for the offensive staff to get an additional week without him there to, for the blockers to kind of learn uh, Ford's running style, Darrell uh, Smith and how special he is uh, back there for pick you, Nike's running style. I would think that not necessarily that you block a little bit different, but your play calls and, and what those backs are, they're all phenomenal, but they're all different in their own way. Yeah, I think the extra week is, is huge. I think it's it's huge not just for Chris, but you think too, and, and on the defensive side, you know, we've talked about this, I know off the air probably before, but, you know, Morgan Kraft and, and the opportunity for him to return back, boy, he's a huge part of the defense because – We've had some kickers that have came in and done well. We saw the freshman last week do pretty well, big big leg too. But to be able to kick the ball deep and trust that, we've we've gave it, given the offense a lot of sh- uh, short field to work with. And I think having our defense in a position to where they've got the opponent pinned back, that takes a big toll on as an offensive coordinator and the types of plays you're going to run when you're you know on your twenty or behind it. In some situations, you're a little more careful there. Yeah, I think that's a good point, and I'll man, I'll double down. Edgar Cruz was phenomenal. He was great. I mean, he, he was a late go, a ninth grader. Nerves are still. I believe we had a pre-snap penalty before his first extra point, his first varsity kick. So uh, we'll have to back him up, and then he just nailed it. He was perfect on his extra points against Ocean Springs. We went with the angle kick. As you said, but his future and the leg that he showed, man, he's going to be great. It would be really good to get uh, Morgan Kraft back in that kick game. And um, CD6 injury there that affects the punt game. We saw a quarterback and Brady Robertson having a, a punt the football. And, and so all those different factors, all the different dominoes, we use the term shuffling the deck, shuffling the cards. We've seen a good dose of that with some – um, key injuries and some mishaps um, that have taken place on this roster. When you look at Picune surviving a gauntlet, that's what we've called it time and time again, sitting at three and two. I don't think any player or any staff member in an honest moment is going to tell you that's where they wanted to be. That's how hard-headed and how uh, mentally tough this group is to believe, hey, we're going to walk through that schedule and be five and zero. Oh. Well, that's not the case. You are three and two. Well, I guess it's Denny Green. Uh, you are what your record says uh, that you are. But having the break at the time of the year, I think it was a perfect reset, a reset button uh, for the Tide to to catch a breather. There were no breathers through that first. Um, five weeks you can look at the Iberville and maybe say that but that's a road game at a 7a opponent an opponent that was uh, good enough to beat this Pascagoula time so we hope for a reset or at least I do because I didn't see um, 
certain things. Look, we're, we're never going to judge um, a team to be perfect, but I didn't see the same pride, the same energy played with against Ocean Springs. I caught on the tape because I'm thinking, well, maybe like I'm being too tough here. And so uh, something that I rarely do, I'm always looking ahead, watching film on our opponents. Rarely do I kind of go back and and self-diagnose what we look like. But when you pop on that tape, there was a certain energy or inspiration missing that was just a little off uh, for Picayune. And Ocean Springs was up to the task. What would be some good indicators that Picayune is playing Picayune football on the road in Pascagoula on Friday night? I think a fast start is going to be the thing. And, and to see our defense uh, getting off the field, you know, on early downs, um, three and out, you know, that's that's what we're used to seeing. Uh, I think that'll be a really good indicator. And, you know, you, you what you said is a really good point, too. And, and I, honestly, Clay, I think it works in Picayune's favor you know, we, we've talked about this last year. It, it, we said, look, Picayune's not going to sneak up on anyone. Everyone's got the big circle around the Picayune game. Uh, they're, they're getting ready for it. I think Picayune has appeared by some of the, these district opponents to be beatable now. And I think that's a great place to be because this is still a phenomenal football sure. team that Picayune has. And now to have that little bit of an edge where teams are like, you know what, we can beat these guys. I think that confidence they're going to have coming in, I think that plays into Picayune's favor. Yeah, can you imagine this roster and this group taking that underdog edge into some of these games? That would be a brutal display. We've played with that um, same swagger, the same um, type. I think Coach Sims even used the word swagger to describe this Picayune unit. But that was a little bit off the other night. Can't wait to see it uh, return. And look, if there's a more confident group, I don't know who it is. Our rooms in Oxford have been booked. So uh, we're ready we're ready for that. We're ready for a long run into that first week of December. So there's no no doubt from you and I, but you want to see signs of some improvement in these areas. I know the staff and the players would agree with that. What makes Pascagoula go offensively? Uh, Rick, let's turn and look at the Panthers and the way that they move the football and put points on the board. So it starts with their quarterback, Clay, and he's a kid who is he's in his third year Third full year as a starter. He's only a junior, which means that he came in and started as a freshman. Uh, and his name is uh, Silas Quarter. He's 6'1", 205. He's big enough to pick up some stuff with his with his feet. But here's the thing. Last year, you look at his numbers. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was 10 touchdowns and 8 interceptions for the year. He's got 11 touchdowns and only 2 interceptions. A whole lot more efficient. He stretches the ball out. So, you got a quarterback, your signal caller is a whole lot more comfortable in the offense. He's operating it pretty well. And they're not going to do anything that we haven't seen. We'll see a shotgun-type look where they'll do some of the same thing schematically. Look, if we're playing off uh, of the ball, he's probably going to take some short shots. He's going to look at the Ocean Springs film and the Gulfport film and try to do that. So I think that, that he really makes it go all around. They've got some pretty good receivers, really spreads the ball around very good and probably – more than we've seen in some of the, the quarterbacks we played, and we faced some good ones the last few weeks. But the deep ball is going to be there. You look at the statistics for these wide receivers, and he, they stretch the field out, so we can't get caught sleeping. Whenever a coach refers to one of his wideouts as big play may, that's certainly I, I went to yeah. check in the old, the old roster and a stat machine to see what he's got. He'll be five in the roster. He's got five touchdowns, 17 catches, for 321 yards, so that's pretty good clip uh, per catch. And then they got an all-roster team here, 2-4 Pascal goal. You see a DeFlounders there. That 
automatically means he can play coming out of that community. And then they snuck a Freifogel in yeah. on this roster too, which tells me um, that he's going to be a playmaker too. Should be a lot of fun. Slick, we've talked about getting off to a good start. We've kind of uh, made a wish list, if you will, on what we would want from Picune. Any other kind of uh, wild cards that you look at? Something that I, I think stands out. This is back-to-back coaches, maybe uh, three or four that we've already talked to this year. Well, I know Jeremy Forehand from the Iverville mentioned him by name. I know that in the coaches' show. But they all look at seven. They, they pay attention to Robertson. And so as much as we throw the football, I mean, as much as we run the football – they all are conscious of the lefty back there at quarterback. There's something on film that all of these opponents see that are that catch the attention of, hey, we can't let uh, seven. We can load the box potentially, but uh, all of our opponent interviews, if you will, they've mentioned uh, Brady Robertson by name or yeah. by number at least. Yeah, I, th- I think they're aware uh, of his abilities, Clay, as a, as a passer. And, and when you look at the, the Ocean Springs game, outside of the 65-yard run that we had 13 seconds into the ball game by Darrell Smith, it, Brady had a drive with just a couple minutes left, so he operated that two-minute drill. They knew we were throwing the football, and he got his team down, and we got some points on the board. So I think that Brady's got some tools um, that we could probably utilize a little bit more when you look at it. You know, Darrell's got four catches, and, and, and Kyler King has four catches. That's really our leaders. B.J. Ducree, who we thought was going to be a huge factor in the game uh, for this season coming in, he's only got two catches. He, he's kind of disappeared. So you got weapons that I think we could maybe utilize a little bit more and throw in a little bit earlier on the downs uh, when they're not expecting that I think is something that we could do a little bit more. And, you know, even our fullback play, we've seen Jeremiah catch the ball out of the backfield and look pretty good doing it. Um, fullback play is a very important part of this offense. I think we've got 10 total carries from our fullback position. So we, we got to do a little bit more with the weapons we have. But you said it, man, we just didn't look like our vintage self uh, in Ocean, against Ocean Springs. And we looked very one-dimensional on offense. And I think that we've got some things we can do there to, to change it up a little bit. I live in the neighborhood surrounding the stadium, and so it's cool for me whenever I can catch guys uh, working overtime, if you will. I've been able to see uh, seven in that uh, wide receiver group and defensive backs getting in a lot of extra reps over the last uh, couple weeks. So the want to and the will to certainly uh, not lacking from that group and from the team. I mean, I think this is going to be a team that's hungry. They've had to sit on a loss for a couple weeks, and so – should be a lot of fun to see what Picune and Pascagoula have in store for us. Tune in to the broadcast. Uh, the Mossy pregame show will start at 6.30. You can find our broadcast. You can find uh, the PRC broadcast and also Popperville's broadcast. An interesting note on it, that will be a Thursday kickoff, and that is a huge game for the Hornets as they take on past Christian, Jeff Stockstill, and Jay Beach tying up as head coaches in a really big ball game in that district. That's a Thursday night kick. Lack of officials or the officiating uh, shortage, I believe, has changed that to a a Thursday night. So my uh, recommendation to you, if if you like our coverage, is to go uh, download the app. You can toggle in between the broadcast. This podcast will be there, but go download the Talking Ball Y'all app. You can find it on the Apple Store or the Google Store. As we always say, we appreciate you listening.